BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. How you gonna not have no shit? You good, you good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. This is, this is Art to Empire, Season 2, Episode, I don't even remember. But we are here with my man, Ben Liebenberg, and we're going to go back, back in time. I got my 2X shirt on from back <laughs> in the tour days. I got my skateboard. I look damn near the same. The tummy's a little bigger. There's more grays, and I got knee braces on. But, like, we could, you know. You think you get all your two stairs still? Yeah, I could still do it. Yeah? I still have it. Maybe not landing it, but. But you would you try it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Brave. Two stairs? Yeah. You must see that 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 photography light keeps you without too many heavy impact injuries. Yeah, I don't have I don't have those kind of injuries. I don't I don't I mean you have the, you have to look out for the you know two hundred pound lineman coming at you. But yeah, that could, <laughs> that could blow an ACL. Yeah, that definitely could. Yeah. All right, we'll get <laughs> we'll get into that. But we're yeah. about to go. I mean, me and Ben go back back back, and he's going to hopefully help me um, trace the origins of. Ben, which we should call him, document this. This is our first main and only core photographer for me, which then brought into Dell as I started managing Dell. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back and start there. But real quick, do you remember when we first met? I do. I absolutely do. Right. It was uh, South Lake Tahoe. It was a uh, Dell show at uh, one of the casinos. Oh. And you were... Um, you did. You opened and did your fifteen minutes, right? And you probably did cheese and butter. Yeah, I did. and yeah, this, uh, yes. I remember we were talking at the merch booth afterwards, and you had a postcard from the A Team album release, and uh, oh my God. the photo is Ab and AC. Yeah, and my friend that lived in Tahoe at the time had taken that photo, so we started talking about oh, that. The Who framed the A Team? Yeah, oh, yeah. My friend uh, Chris Wellhausen took that. Wow, way back, way back. What a trip. So this has to be that that would be 99. What? When we met. No. Yeah. I wasn't managing Delta 2000 2000 It would have been 2000. Oh my god. Like so maybe we, okay. winter like winter of 2000 okay. like so barely r- real early on in the year. Right. So okay, that now I get it because Yeah. The first nationwide tour I went on, I was obviously not managing Dell. I was assisting Dell's manager, Domino. Yeah. And that was a Dell Black Alicious tour in 2000. 
So it was yeah, that, that was, was that, it. That was, was it. it. Okay. It, yeah. So so okay, good. So we go back before I managed Dell. This yeah. was like yeah, me you two were, were managing for AC and Al. Yeah. And then just did this first Dell tour, and then later that year, I uh, went back out with Souls and Executioners to help them do merch. Yeah. And remember when we did that road trip to Las Vegas? I, I do. I looked at the photo <laughs> that of was me like, digging records at Yosemite. Yeah, that like was like later ago. that year. Right. Okay. Wow. Okay. So this is, <laughs> this is even better. So like, yeah. So basically we met and then we must have kept in touch. And then next thing you know. We, we did because I moved back to the Bay right. from Tahoe in um, end of summer 2000. Right. And it's, that's when we started like really like doing skateboard stuff and yeah. music and all kinds of stuff. I just started kidnapping you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one thing, I'm, I'm, at some point I'm going to do like the Buku episode <laughs> and like have somebody else like yeah. be, you know, because like one of the one of the things that really, if, if I had a niche and what's helped me in, in proliferation of my career or life just being involved with arts and music is relationship building and really empowering um, like a talented people at a very very early and just bring them in and just kind right. of you know give them equity and opportunity um and so i think you since you came before i managed dell was one of the very first ones as i got into this music world of like you shoot photography dope i'm a decent goofy subject and i do wacky shit with other people so yeah. let's just start doing that and just through that relationship it was like okay well we're doing this let's go let's go skate let's go and all of a sudden both i got this wealth of amazing photos and then you got access to a goofy subject and whatever else came from it and then you know then we started managing dell and it went yeah i mean that really that really skyrocketed me as well into you know shooting a lot of shoot just shooting a lot of content you know and making really nice images right you know and traveling around and and you know helped me learn a bit about business helped me learn um a lot about photography and you know just honing my skills as a photographer and a business person in right. those early days you know because that that's what it was we were we were doing business out there and right you know it it, it was a it was a hustle, you know, every night. Yeah, and I think that's like I, you know, some people would say that was my Achilles is that I was too inclusive with, <laughs> with people in, on the business side of things. And but I felt like if everybody understood what was going on, we would right. all feel more connected and and just be able to trust that <laughs> there's everyone's best interests involved, and it's yeah. not just as totality. And at the time, I wasn't managing anybody, but like I had a, a big say in things, but. You know, just the, laying the foundation of the relationship of that it was, it was, it was an exchange. It was a building. Uh, it was a sharing of talent. It wasn't like I'm this. Come shoot me. Right. You know, it was like let's do this things together. And you would be like, hey, let's go do shoot this. Let's go do that. And we just we do it all. And these these photos became like pillars of my, like just that era of my life. Right. And right. I didn't really have skate photos before then. I didn't really have these like high quality photos and they've been utilized in my just nostalgia in my mind to remember, but also used and utilized over and over in my oh, life. Yeah. Whether it's like, oh, so you need a picture of me for a flyer. Or, <laughs> right. Uh, we got into that. Then I started managing Dell in 2002. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, who's going to be the photographer for yep. Dell? It's, you know, so we have Ben do that. And there's a Calicom tour. Cali Comp Tour was the first one. Like, and yeah. So, and then it just snowballed and everything else. I mean, there's huge era of Dell photography 
from shows and from mm-hmm. at the house that can't that turned into his album covers, record covers, skateboard artwork, you know, yeah. and like I mean, which was a great thing because, you know, I was seeing my artwork on skateboards, on flyers, on, you know, you go to the, you know, Amoeba Records in San Francisco and you see your photo, you know, on an album cover and stuff, which was always super cool. So what was that era like for you, just like on your perspective? Because I'm just yapping over here. Yeah, no, it it was great because it won. It was a lot of um, just fun work with, you know, great people, you know, and we were making so many great photos and so many, I mean, we probably have the largest uh, archive of Del the Funky Homo Sapien uh, photos around. Oh yeah, yeah, for, for real. <laughs> you know, but it was, it it was just a fun time of just making really cool stuff and building those relationships and getting the access, you know, whether it was, you know, backstage and building up that trust, I right. think with all the artists that were around, you know, in that time frame. You right. Know? That's great. Yeah. yeah. So it was good for you. Oh yeah, okay. absolutely, and <laughs> and that and that obviously you know helped me with a lot of uh, business sense in that era too. Right. And, you know, when I um, you know kept kept going and and eventually moved over into sport the sports world. But right. when I was doing music stuff, there was a there was a lot happening, and it taught me a lot. Right. He's trying to be ninja. You can come in. This is this is a DIY. This is like yeah. a punk rock podcast. You can a little squeak in the back and never hurt nobody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. And what's crazy is like we're doing this podcast now. This is 2023. Um, this between September and November of this year represents. 10 years ago in this time was the beginning of the end for me managing Dell. Oh my God. Like literally like yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my, see Facebook is amazing because it has memories and it, <laughs> it brings tells you the back. good things and the bad things. It just, yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'm with Dell in Brazil right now. Yeah. This is the beginning of the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as it, as it really culminates to like November, but anyways, full circle, but we go, this is 20 years. This is yeah. 23 yeah. years of, of friendship. And so, all right, great. E- great foundation. You guys understand, like, this is where we started. Like, this was pre-Buku managing. I was just tour managing just to do shows and just started. Uh, I never smoked or drank on any of these tours, so I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. So <laughs> anybody came up to me like, yo, I do this. Or like Grant James, hey, I'm a videographer at yeah. – school and you know like i'm 18 i'm great you're coming with us <laughs> but i can't get in the shows no we're gonna work that out you're, you're gonna come in you're gonna sneak shoot him in the back door yeah i have to keep you attached like some promoters would be like yeah he can come but he literally has to stay with you yeah um but and it, that's how it became with everybody from videographers to djs mm-hmm. to graphic design artists to whomever because i just i was sober and i realized that all these talented people that really appreciated the artists that i managed mm-hmm. That that enthusiasm plus their creative talent would grow into a mutual relationship that would be dope for everybody, um, and just some of the dopest shit came out of that versus just cold calling, hiring some videographer from nowhere who just going to come in who could care less about Dell, right, and stuff like that. So it was personal. It was personal. It was that. This is that's to be the definition of the podcast. It was personal. <laughs> so okay. So we're gonna get into these questions. Um, yeah. What art? What art form is your art that you've turned into a business? I am a photographer by trade okay. and profession. Um, I've been uh, started you know, in the late 90s, and I'm still doing it today. And what did you go to school for that? Was that something you got into before like, uh, as a child? or 
Yeah, so I grew up taking photos, you know, traveling around um, with my grandparents, really, and always had cameras. You know, this is back in the 35 millimeter days. You know, right. you always had those like little point and shoot cameras. And so I always had that. I was always taking pictures on vacations. Ah. And then um, in high school, got like my first real camera with a couple uh, lenses and whatnot. Started taking pictures of my friends skateboarding, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, you know, and just it wasn't until, uh, I don't know, maybe. 2000 or 99 2000 was when i realized you could actually go to school for photography right and um make a living at it you know and got um started working at a uh, got an internship at the lake tahoe daily tribune and oh, okay. that's okay yeah, and so the guys there were like oh yeah you can do th- we do this and i was like really like this is great like i love doing this and then ended up going to um san jose state for photojournalism to get a degree and graduated there in <clears throat> 2003. Oh, so you weren't even out of college. No, like I was still in college when, right. when we met and was just, you know, going out on the road in between I was going to say, you always seemed available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, no, at a certain point, like, I think I realized, like, okay, like, I can learn more, you know, going out on, you know, on tour for three weeks that right. I can, you know, go into a couple of classes. Right. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad it helped and didn't hinder your, no, no, I actually graduated. graduated. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. So, all right. As of now, how long has it been a business for you? Uh, it's really been a business since, uh, 2003. So 20 years now when, when I essentially, when I graduated college and it was like, okay, now I have to make money doing this. Right. And you know, it was definitely a, a tough era of photography because all the newspapers are, and they still are, were laying off, started laying off right. all their photographers, their photojournalists, you know, were losing jobs. So, it's a big transition era. Yeah, you know, transitioning to more digital and online and things like that. So, there was a lot of um, cost cutting happening. And, you know, for someone coming out of college, it was really tough because, you know, you were competing for jobs with, you know, people that are 30 years in this business. Right, right. You know, as a Who photojournalist. Shot the stones and yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. CBGBs, and you're like, yeah, I just shot some. But I think rappers. that's what really helped me kind of you know lean more into uh concerts and you know live shows was because there wasn't a lot i didn't have like newspaper jobs or magazine jobs and things like that so it's like you did you did what you could do you know and that's what was available because there was never really a shortage of uh live shows happening right right okay so we're gonna flip this order of questions Mm -hmm. i can see this is got some good here Mm -hmm. um okay so let's do this let's keep going from 2003 mm-hmm. but let's say let's start right now what is your current role and job right now yeah my current uh job right now and i've been there for um 17 years this i am the director of photography and lead for photo- lead photographer for the national football league and i'm based in los angeles okay so that's okay i wanted mm-hmm. that to get out right now now let's go back it's like we're going back a marvel movie yep. we're going back yep okay so take us from 2003 all the way into how you got into this job. Absolutely. So 2003, 2004, I'm doing a lot of music stuff. I got I got um, a call from a friend that I'd gone to school with who got me a job working for a photo agency in Los Angeles called Wire Image. Mm-hmm. And I came on board there to help them with their sports um, department. And they had just at the time acquired the commercial licensing um, partnership with the NFL. Mm-hmm. So they were selling all the photos for the NFL. Okay. Now so, what do you mean selling all the photos? Selling um, 
licensing photos f- uh, for um, partners like Gatorade or Nike or anyone like that that to uh, use okay, I got um, the NFL's intellectual property rights, right. basically. Okay. You know, so you could use those photos to sell Nike shoes. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So they had just gotten that. So I came on board to kind of help them out with sports because I had a big sports background from college. Right. And um, so we started work. I started working, you know, indirectly with the NFL at that point, and we were managing their um, historical archive. Mm. You know, so they had, um, and we it's still in the same place that's been there for like twenty years now. It's um, in Hollywood, and that's where all of our um, analog slides are. We had we were scanning everything for them, right? Oh. So <laughs> the process of digitizing. Yeah, all this. so we so we were working on that and got to know some of the folks over at the NFL. Um, fast forward a little bit to 2007, and the NFL decides, hey, we're gonna uh, build our own website called NFL.com. Right. And they called me up and asked if I wanted to come over and help with that. Did that, and just things quickly evolved. And you know. Um, Six months later, I'm shooting my first Super Bowl. Yeah. So okay, 2007 Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl. Oh my gosh, it's a good give one. Me, give me one team, and I'll pick out to the other team. Well, that'll be too easy. I'll give you the halftime. Prince. Tom Petty. Oh, that doesn't help me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me one of the teams. Okay, Patriots. Okay, is it? It's not the first year Patriots. No, no, no. They won before then, right? They. I think they had at least three Super Bowls by then. God, who did they beat that year? Did they win that year? No. Giants. Giants. Ah, Eli. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan, so um, I'm really, really grateful for Eli yeah. Manning for doing that. The, the, the Tyree the catch. The Tyree catch. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, yeah, yeah. and funny story, it, it never sees the light of day, but I have an amazing photograph of Randy Moss catching the touchdown right before the David Tyree catch happened right. to give them the lead. Right. And it's one of my favorite photos, but it never gets used. <laughs> right, it's quite overshadowed by <laughs> yes. the ball to the helmet, yes. leaning back, arched. So for about three minutes, I thought I had the game-winning photo of the you know <laughs> touchdown, game-winning touchdown right. at the Super Bowl, but right. turn, things uh, quickly escalated. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there was probably nobody yeah. there that thought the Giants had a chance to win, yeah. which is neither did I, but I was very grateful they did. <laughs> because uh, you know, being a paid Manny fan, Tom Brady was in the way quite a bit. Yeah. So. Yep, but you know, big up, you know, in the South Bay, big up Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Now that he's retired, we can you know, really <laughs> yeah, just we love can. him and appreciate him. Yeah, he's not the villain anymore. <laughs> uh, so okay, wow. So six months later, after joining, you go okay. So continue. So yeah, then that that turned into the role just kept getting bigger and bigger. You know, as we grew, right? You know, we started with maybe I don't know for the website, maybe twenty people. Right. And the, the NFL Network was very new; it was probably only two years, three years old right. at that point. You know, so, you know, things um, kept growing and growing and growing, you know, and now we have, you know, a couple thousand people working in our office. And you so you just were right there, like at the beginning. Yeah. When when I came on board, it was like, we don't have a website yet. We're going to build everything right now. Right. You know, and and we spent the first, you know, it was probably the first like three months that I was there just building the website, you know, like. You know, from my standpoint, I was working on the photography side of things, you know, helping them, you know, get photo galleries ready right. and figure out how we're going to display images on the on the website, what it was going to look like, things like that. Jesus, Crimson yeah. Tide. Yeah. So, damn. So, from 2007 and then now it's 2023. Yeah. And so, you're 
I mean, damn it, you damn near started as a senior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started as the only person there. Yeah, so, you know, you're the you're the. <laughs> yeah. Now we now we're pushing the Omega. now we're pushing a team of twenty. Right. Yeah. And, and you're and you're the OG. They call you the OG. Yeah, they call me something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah. I mean, I've watched it um, just from afar and from social media and just from directly to you. It's like you've shot everything from the draft to the Super Bowls. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a big football fan. And so there's just so a gazillion moments of the time. So we're not going to – this is a podcast <laughs> about how to turn your art into a career. So we're yeah. not going to just turn it into like a sports podcast, <laughs> uh, although I, I could and just make something else. <laughs> but really quickly, yeah. Uh, what is your favorite – Shot. Top two. I know there's probably many, but like one of your one of your one of your favorite shots, your opportunities that you whatever, whether Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, this one catch, this, you know. Oh man, that's whatever. such a tough. It's such a tough one. I get this one. I get asked this a lot. Well, I think I think one of my favorite photos is the one we talked about, the Randy Moss touchdown, because right. it's like the the safety's like laying on the ground, looking up as Randy Moss is catching the ball. Right. You know, and I I really like that. You know, but I think there's always just like great moments. You know, I. I've been lucky enough to, you know, I've been to Brazil, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Germany, right. you know, shooting football and all those overseas Jaguars football yeah. games, like you know, like Stadium. you know, taking photos of uh, Russell Wilson working out on a beach in, you know, Rio, right, right, you know, right, things like that, you know, just awesome moments. Being in like huddles at the Super Bowl, you know, right, being in locker rooms, you know, I was in the locker room when. Um, Ray Lewis took his uh, pads off for the last time after winning the Super Bowl. Right. Wow. You know, so just there's a there's definitely just a lot of moments that I've just been a part of that. I, I just feel, you know, tremendously lucky. Like it's a culmination of, yeah. of joy. OK, well, then let me ask you one last sports question and we'll get mm-hmm. into this. Uh, what rookie that you shot, you know, at the draft or whatever, where you actually felt like that dude is going to be the dude because not everybody who's drafted, especially in the oh, first yeah. round, speaking of <clears throat> Trey Lance, yeah. comes out. They look like the dude, but then they don't end up being the dude. Oh, man. Um, I think. Could you tell Ryan Leaf was high? No, I'm, kidding, <laughs> no, that's, I'm not that old. <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, uh, but I think, like, you, you see guys, like, you know, like, say like Matt Ryan, you know, right. I was there when he got drafted, right. you know, and, you're and that he, old. And yeah. And he had 20 years or 17 years, probably 16 years in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you don't like, it's hard to say like, okay, is this guy going to have like a long, a long career? It's tough. Right. And you know, you right. see guys that, you know, I've photographed at the draft that, you know, make it three years and they're out of the league. Right. Right. You know, completely, you know? And so it's, I feel like they they put all this emphasis on you know scouting and and looking at these guys you right. know and they dissect every single thing about them. But I mean, look at like Tom Brady, right? You know, late round, right? You know, draft pick. Like there's, you know, there's uh, other guys just like that. You know, that on drafted guys that are in the Hall of Fame, right? You know, so it's like you y- you really don't know, right? You really don't. And I mean, obviously these guys are professionals and you know put a lot of um, you know training and, and whatnot into it, but right. You know, there's you see guys you and you see other guys you're like you can tell just like oh he doesn't even look like he even wants to be here like he's not that interested in <laughs> yeah this. yeah right, right right yeah I've seen those guys too right so if you could describe were you around for Manziel right yeah okay I was in the green room okay so if you could describe the 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 vibe you got from Manziel and and in one adjective what would be that word that would describe when you first like got the full feel of him 
Um, probably, uh, I feel like I would say confident. Yeah. He, he was yeah. really confident. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was really confident that he was going to go first round and, and, yeah. and be this, you know, great player. Yeah. He had that kind of swagger to, you know, he came in with yeah. that swagger, right. you know, coming out of that, like his college career and stuff. And yeah, you know, yeah, he was yeah, wild. No, that's real. Okay. So yeah, that, I just watched the, the, the Manzo story, but yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, he was, I mean, obviously so confident. He just was like, I don't need the playbook. Yeah. Who needs a playbook? Yeah, exactly. Playbook. He was, he was like, like a punk band at CBGB's. <laughs> like, yeah, I just do what I do. <laughs> Right, like and get out of the way and let me do what I do. Yeah, and I think the NFL quickly figured out we know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can't do that at this level. Yeah, yeah, you're amongst, amongst amongst a bunch of alphas. Okay, all right, cool. Now we'll get back into this. All right, so you know, how did you make the jump from shooting for personal passion into like mm-hmm. a career? Yeah, I think I think a lot of this of my career path has been networking and right. people you meet, you know, people that remember you and call you when they need something, mm-hmm. you know, or need a photographer, they call you. And, you know, I've been in right places, right times. I think, you know, for the NFL job, you know, I just happened to be already working with them right? kind of indirectly and they needed someone. So they, they, they um, called me and asked me to come over and have a conversation, you know, it's like, even with, you know, you and I, we just met on a whim, right? you know, and, and that led to a lot of things, you know, it's, it's those networking, right? You know, the, the photography world is a small, small business, right? You know, there's, there's only a finite amount of photographers and, you know, people in this business that can really do it and do it well, you know, and, and they know, they know who you are. And if you're, you know, not a good person, they're going to know that, right? like, well, like, yeah. like your reputation is, is you know, has to be spot on in this business. Right. Which means your your quality of work has to be right. good and you probably should not be an asshole. You're exactly. Right. Because exactly. I was thinking like, I've, you know, I've had people over the years who will be like, like, you know, now they're all burly or they're balding. And they're like, hey, do you remember me? And I'm like, I'm, and they're like, dude, when I was like 14, you know, I was outside of the show and it was 18 and up and I couldn't yeah. get in the Dell show and you were just hanging out and we talk and you just said, here, come work merch for me. Yeah. And then now they're, you know, and I just go, God, I'm so glad that I wasn't an asshole. Right. Right. So like, and then later on that becomes like a pillar of successful life functioning is like, just don't be an asshole because you really don't know who you're going to meet and who they are, who they will become. Exactly. Because I I mean, I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of good photographers not work in this business anymore because of that one fact, they're assholes. (laughs) Right. So, okay. The main networking, yep. you're that networking. Yep. And there's a lot that goes into networking, like not being an asshole, having a, mm-hmm. a professionality of your self and also having a skill. Yeah. And you building, know. it's building trust, you know, yeah. with people, you know, that they know that when they, um, recommend you for something or call you up to hire you, right. they know, they know they, that they can trust you to get the job done. Right. Right. Uh, yep. Okay. So, <clears throat> networking that's big okay let's ties into this what are or the three main skills that have been the most helpful in you navigating the business of your art form well i think i think there's um one it's i mean you can't use networking already i was gonna say just like (laughs) photography skills in general like stay up to date like stay up to date on cameras right you know so you always know what's going on how to use your equipment that kind of thing i think Mm -hmm. like 
um, knowing business, knowing business law, knowing IP rights and things right. like that, like super helpful and learned a lot of that in the music world. Right. You right. Know, right. Talking about, you know, publishing and royalties and, and things like that. Know, know what your, your, um, copyright is worth. Right. Shit. That's two. Yeah. And, and, I'll, and <laughs> I'll just emphasize, be a good human. Yeah. Like, that's a skill. Like be a good human. So we'll elaborate on that. Let's unpack as the kids. Yeah. Say, let's unpack that. Yeah, absolutely. What, what what do you mean by being a good human? Well, it's like, you know, you come into a room and, and you know, you're kind, you're pleasant to be around. Like you, you have to work next to people on the sidelines in workrooms, small spaces. Right. You know, so it's, it's being, um, easy to work with being kind to others while you're out there. Right. You know, not, not being combative, combative, like, you know, pushing people all the way to try and get photos, you know, trying to, um, just work well with others. Right. Like that goes a long ways. Truly, truly goes a long way. Yeah. All right. Well, we about to get into this final big set. It's like the first half. So we're going to take a little break. And then we'll come back and keep going deep with my man, Ben Liebenberg. <laughs> 